Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell and I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space and platform of intentional healing, growth, and liberation for Black women. Today, I'm going to be in conversation with Camille Bell Hill. She is an author and a plant mother, I should say a plant queen, even though she calls herself a plant blurred. And we're going to be getting into all things plant blooming and life today. This is going to be a really good conversation. We're talking about not only things about plant life, such as how she deals with bugs, even though she doesn't like bugs, just like me, as well as simple plants that you can start with if you are new to the plant world, because let's face it, that can be totally overwhelming. But also not only about the plants are we talking here, because we're talking about blooming in life as well, because there are some correlations. So we're talking about not only what it felt like initially after she left her petty nine to five job. So you know, you want to hear about that, right? As well as listening to the those inner nudges that lead you as you begin to step out on faith and what that was like for her. So this conversation goes from the Ruta to the Tuta, okay? So go ahead, get your cup of tea, get your journal in case you get some spiritual nudges that you want to journal through, inhale, exhale, settle in, and let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Welcome, Camille, into the space. Hey, Camille. Hey, Bree, thank you so much for having me here. I love this space. I love the intention behind it because we do, we, we deserve this. We deserve to find the spaces that will really help us promote self-care and putting ourselves first. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, now, I wanted to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. So please tell us more about who you are and and also tell us kind of like where you are in this season of life as well. And then we'll go ahead and get started. I might again, my name is Camille Bell Hill, also known as Plant Blurred across all of the social media platforms. It began on Instagram with a simple picture of my plant. I I like to call myself a third generation phytophile. My grandmother, my mother, they all have growing hands. And I grew up in a indoor jungle before that was like a thing, right? Before we even knew it was a thing. And I've always had this love and connection with growing. And I felt like my family was getting tired of hearing me talk about plants. So I posted a picture one day, hoping to find a few like-minded people. And it just, I found this whole 
community, which um, really helped me begin to see plants in this whole other light. Like there's so much more than a hobby. There's so much more than, you know, a green accessory. And I would say to answer your question, I'm in a season of reinvention. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, went to law school. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. But I am now in a place where I'm like reconnecting with myself and kind of um, just finding the path to my purpose, you know, not to sound cliche, but that that is the season that I'm in right now. I love it. Self-discovery, self-awareness. Yes. Giving yourself grace as you grow and just yes. finding your way, right? Yes. It, yep. And really just releasing all of the... Um, you know, we as women, we tend to like really pile a lot of like obligations on ourselves, you know, and I, I'm shedding that. I'm, I am in a season of shedding, you know, and realizing I don't have to do all of the things and I, it's perfectly okay to put myself first. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So I don't know if we mentioned this, but the name of your book is what, Camille? Happy Plants, Happy You. Thank you for that, Brie. Th- this is, this is my first book. And it's a wild dream. It's something I've always dreamed of becoming a a published author, but it also is a learning uh, phase for me. I'm not really used to like promoting myself, but I I really have to learn how to do that. Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see something because I too struggle sometimes with talking about what I've done, promoting myself, putting my offerings out there, allowing myself Take center stage, if you will. I'm curious yeah. to know. Uh, now, this conversation that we're about to have, I'm just let you know. It, we we, go, we going in <laughs> we go. deep, okay? Because okay. it's not just about the plants. As we are healing and growing our plants, we are also healing and growing ourselves. So we're going to get into Absolutely. all kinds of stuff. Why do you feel like it's a challenge for you to talk about yourself and allow yourself to... Uh, I know that you do it, but why, why do you feel like there's resistance in stepping into that spotlight? I think that we've been kind of conditioned to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that um, like societally, we've been taught not to be, um, you know, especially as a black woman, you know, if I'm putting myself out there in the forefront like that, then, you know, and I am, you know, kind of commanding the attention. Sometimes it has been, um, Characterized as aggressive or, um, I don't know, braggadocious, you know, it just like kind of like pitched in this very negative light. You know, men are allowed to do it and they're expected to do it, right? Yes. But we are expected to play like the supporting role mm-hmm. and help uplift other people and get them to their goal and be their cheerleader. And I don't know, it's just... I am really unlearning that. And I really, I have two daughters. So I'm also hyper aware of it because I don't ever want them to do that. I want them not to dull their shine, not to shrink themselves, to make other people feel bigger. And I, I that that is such an excellent question. And I'm going to have to sit with that and unpack that some because I don't know where it comes from. And I do struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I do. Even... You know, like my platform is all about me, right? Mm -hmm. But it feels so weird. It feels so weird to Mm self-promote. I don't know why. And I really, um, 
I need to sit with that and figure that out because there's, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. This is something I've wanted to do. And I um, had a period of being a stay at home mom Mm -hmm. where I knew that I wanted to get back in the workforce, but I didn't know in what capacity. I didn't want to go to a nine to five because I still wanted to be flexible with my kids. And, you know, it's the mother of invention. I was like, I don't want a job. I want to create an opportunity. And I did that for myself mm-hmm. with Plant Blurred, with this book. So I need to talk about that more because there's some other woman who's probably out there feeling the exact same way. Oh, Undoubtedly, many of us, many of us, and we are, and the thing is, we've been conditioned to believe that we are not, how can I say this? We're not worthy. We're like, everyone else is allowed to be their full self. We're not allowed to be our full self. We are taught to shrink, especially if you're coming, like I come from a, a background of like child trauma and different things like that. So the conditioning that I received was very, you better be the best, but yep. you better perfectly be the best and it better be this way. And you better show up exactly how I say. And plus other things where it was the opposite of that. Right. So you get all these mixed messages and you get all this. Right. And then you become this adult and you're like, I don't even know who the hell I am. What the hell? I'm exactly. I, I'm exactly. Afraid. I know I have this thing, this, this fire in my belly, but I'm scared to put it out there. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel you on that, Camille, and my 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 blessing or my wish or my prayer for you is that you just continue, just like you allow your plants to clearly bloom and and, and shine in the light and, and, and reach and move towards the light. I wish that for you as well in your own time. Thank you. Thank that you. you. Do that too, because we, we need you. We need your gift. We need your voice. We need your story. We need you to share. So that that's my wish for you. So thank you. You're welcome. So you actually touched upon the very first question I was going to ask you and you shared in your book. And by the way, this book, I'm holding the book up for any, once I finally (laughs) released this, speaking of stepping into and showing up right in other ways, other than voice, um, I'm holding up her book. (laughs) Y'all, when I got this book in the mail, and I even just went to one of the pages, I like gasped because the pictures are in freaking sane. This book <laughs> is absolutely lush. Oh, lush. I didn't even think of I, that. I word. wanted to bring y'all into my <sighs> indoor jungle. This book. Like, oh my God. Like, look at these pages. So, I don't have a coffee table, but if I did, this would definitely be a coffee table type. Thank book. you. I love that, Bree. I love Absolutely that. I love that. So beautiful. Thank that you. was the first thing that I noticed. Like, I know you put your heart and soul into this book. I did. So the question I wanted to ask you um, to kick things off is you shared, and I know a lot of black women have a similar story. You shared how your corporate job was a freaking soul suck. So I ask you, let's talk about that. What Ugh. things did you notice? <laughs> And also not only, so this is a two-part question. What things did you notice to where in your spirit, you were like, nah, this ain't for me. And then once you did leave, like in those immediate days and weeks after um, leaving your career, what did you notice? What did you feel? First things first, I felt free because it just, I was working in an environment where I 
I had to shrink myself, you Mm -hmm. know, like I have a big personality. I am a gregarious introvert, if that makes any sense at all. You know, I am very outwardly friendly, but I recharge by being alone with my plants. But when I'm peopling, I like people and I feed off of that energy. And my manager was so petty. Mm. Every place that she would move me to, it was a woman that clearly did not like other women, very much so, you know, and she was definitely trying to claw and fight her way up the corporate ladder and be in the boys club, right? Mm-hmm. So wherever she would sit me, we didn't have private desks, we had cubicles, <sighs> everyone always gravitated towards me and, you know, it was always someone hanging out at my desk chatting. So she would literally move me around like I was in third grade, right? Like I'm back in class again and the teacher wants to move me because I'm just chatting with everyone. But it's like, I'm not telling y'all to come talk to me. Mm -hmm. But instead of her like finding a way, okay, well, let's harness this energy that this person has where people, you know, she's a people person. Maybe let's get her out more in front of clients. She just like did everything to kind of undermine me and make me question my self-worth and am I doing something wrong, giving me horrible reviews, not promoting me when everybody else in my class was moving up. And I was like, you know what? This this ain't it. There's no amount of money that they could pay me to continue to come to this place where I felt so miserable the minute I walked through the door. So it was the first time that I was like, you know, I'm gonna step out on faith and I'm gonna put me first. I don't have another job, but I'm gonna quit this one. Yes. And um, that's what I did. And, you know, when I was in law school, they really paint, they don't really teach you uh, the practical side of lawyering and you watch TV and you, you, you have this fantasy of going into these fancy places, right? But it's like, it, it's not worth it. There's no amount of money that would make that worth it. I think that we have to really redefine what we think of as success because mm-hmm. I was making good money. I was at an impressive firm, but what was the cost? Ugh. It wasn't worth it. So like that, this whole journey has also just made me look, um, you know, just re-examine all of that. Oh, I dropped my earbud. It's Sorry okay. about that. No, don't, no apologies necessary. So we really have to just re-examine what does success mean? It does not necessarily mean a high paying job at a you know well-known entity. Success can be something that does not pay well, but your soul and spirit feel fulfilled. Mm. You feel happy and joyful when you're in that place because you can't get that time back. You know, time is precious and you have to spend it wisely. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy. But then, you know, when I got the itch, like, okay, I'm glad that I've had this time with my kids. Now what? Mm-hmm. I knew what I didn't want to do. Yeah. For certain. Yeah, for sure. And time is something I talk about this too. Like time is definitely currency. And you're right. Like how you spend it is so so important because it's not something that can you can necessarily get back no you cannot get it back it's like I'll never be as young as I am today (laughs) 
Yes. You know, every day you're just moving forward and yeah. it's and it goes like cosmically fast. I cannot believe I have like that little girl that feels like she was just born yesterday. Oh. I'm moving her into a college dorm oh. in a week. So it's like you better if if you are not loving and not feeling what you're doing and where you are in life, it's okay to to start over again. And I feel like um, too often we feel stuck, like we don't have any option. You do, yes, you do. Yes, you can you can start over, and it's okay. Absolutely, I I, I was not a lawyer. Please believe, but uh, <laughs> or, like for you, I want to say yes. Come on, Camille, you like good girl. Good for you, right? We've been sold a bill of goods. Good I you. will tell you, like I too. When you talk, when you said the c word, cubicle, my soul just oh. drank a little bit. Right, you felt, um, you felt the shiver, right? I, I it went through my spine, girl, yeah. because <laughs> I lived in a cubicle for for over 20 years and my last job I worked for a very big um supply company I'm not gonna say the name but you I know you know everybody knows it and um I said to myself this is not working for me right and I knew it wasn't working for me but Camille you know what I didn't how can I explain it it's scary it is it is scary because you get so conditioned to believe that yes. you got this good paying job and yep. that's the only thing that matters. And if you yep. step outside of this good paying job, you'll never have, like, this is what your fear tells you. You'll never have anything yes. as good as this. This is as good as it gets. So you better just stay there. And, and, yep. and I didn't have a degree. Okay. I didn't have a degree. I was making the wage would fluctuate, but I was making anywhere from 45 to maybe 60, 65,000 per year with bonuses and things like that at this job. So I was like, this is as good as it's going to get for me. Right. Right. And I wasn't at that time leaning into, I'm a follower of God. And I wasn't leaning into like, he's got me. He's got you. You got to step out on faith at some point. You got to step out on faith. At some point. Now, we're not saying quit your job, okay? But what we are saying, or what I am saying, is to start to listen to those nudges that you get in your spirit. Yes. The thing is, even when you do step out on faith, I want to make it very clear, at least as as far as my story is concerned, Camille, it doesn't mean that everything is just going to magically happen. No, exactly. Exactly. No, it's not. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight and you just have to, it's not, but not only is it not going to happen overnight, it's not going to happen as fast as you want it to happen. When it starts to happen, you're not going to be exactly where you eventually want to be. It's all going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a painful growth process, but you got to trust that process. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just, you really have to trust it. And another thing I think that, kind of like for our generation I always say this like you know uh, to take it all the way back you know mm-hmm. our grandparents were the children well what are they yeah they're the children yeah. of Jim Crow and we're the grandchildren of it so it's not far removed right and mm-hmm. our parents that raised us they just wanted stability and they mm-hmm. wanted something a little better for us right so 
right. We've been conditioned to really believe, okay, I got, I have this one thing. I got this bird in the hand. It's good. I'm stable. I have financial stability. There's some upward mobility. Don't, don't chance it, you know, because they did not have that short footing. But now we are in a different place. We still have so, so much further to go. Yes. But we are unlearning some of that, right? We're mm-hmm. unlearning some of the, you kind of just have to t- swallow that bitter fit pill because you do have a roof over your head, money to maybe, you know, provide for yourself, take some nice trips. And that that was what they, that was all that they dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And it was not that it was small, mm-hmm. but their opportunities and their access was so limited. Yeah. So like, there's just so much unlearning and so much unconditioning that we ourselves have to do. And it it's going to take time. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen overnight. When you step out on faith, it's not mm-hmm. going to immediately be exactly what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But you have to believe that. Listen to the signs around. I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. I believe in God. I believe that the ancestors are out there, like guiding. Like there's all these things that really, if you're paying attention, they really they're lighting the path. Mm. You know, and you just have to, you got to go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I if I wasn't always listening, I would. This book would be here. Yeah. I, and I'm I'm a Pisces. I'm very emotional. So I'm going to get there with you, Bree. So, you know, sorry if I get like, mm. okay. No, no. <laughs> Yourself, show up, shine your light. That's yeah, it. That's what this is about. So yeah, let's, let's jump into the book. I have so many questions. I'm trying to figure out the best way to tackle this. And I know we don't have a whole bunch <laughs> of time, but um, let's, let's, let's talk about the plants. Let, let's, yes. let's start talking about the, the plants. plants. And you have this absolutely beautiful book here. Um, these questions are kind of random, but hopefully they'll make sense as we move forward. But one of the first things that dropped into my spirit is I was looking at your pictures and I'm like, wow, like she has chapters on pretty much anything you could ever imagine, especially if you are just kind of like starting to dip your toe into being a plant mom mm. um, or if you're a plant killer, like I think I am. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Right. <laughs> But yes. one of the things I wanted to ask you, and this is coming way from the left, is I am so afraid of bugs. Like, I am so afraid of bugs. I am. And I, I have been like this forever. And I know I've got some things, some trauma behind that, the stories I could tell you. But I want to, con- I, I really want to immerse myself in this. I'm looking here. I have some plants. I've got a monstera. I've got a fiddle leaf right here. I've got... Oh. Uh, a pothos, you know, things like that. But I know that I could be taking better care of them, but it's hard for me to do so because when I think about, for example, transferring them from one container to another, I know that I might find a little surprise or two or like checking the plants. Yeah, so it's just like, did you or did you or did you know of someone that was like kind of like where I am and how? Uh, Hello, you're looking at her. I I will fall... Let me tell you something. I cannot stand bugs. Like I, I feel like I have a full on phobia. One time I made my sister leave her whole job because uh like a hornet had gotten into my house and I just was like trapped in room. I was like, you gotta leave. I can't leave. Oh I'm God. very afraid of bugs. Yeah. But but that being said, 
plant pests are a different kind of bug. They're not going to be your spiders and your centipedes. I mean, you might get a centipede if you've had it outside, but it's going to be, you know, fungus gnats and mealybugs that look, that have the nerve to be almost cute little balls of like cotton. So while they're bugs, they're different kinds of bugs. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to um, handle those. Like when I am confronted, like right now, all of my Hoyas, we're just having a terrible time with mealybugs and mealybugs. Mm -hmm. I don't even know from whence they come because, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, a month, a month ago, that plant did not have mealybugs. Now it does. I, I just have the, I'm of the mindset that they're just always there. Just, they're just microscopic. And by the time we see them, they're just fully grown adults. But mm, I thought about that. they're such simple, like with, you know, ingredients underneath your kitchen sink that you can use to manage your pests. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing scary. And that is coming from one bug phobia person to another. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very afraid of bugs, which mm-hmm. is ironic because I love to garden oh. inside and outside, but they will send me running. Yeah. Like, like, I'm so <laughs> glad that you said that because when I see all these beautiful black queens and their plants, I'm like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I am. No, I'm very afraid of bugs. Like, and I have a friend that's always like, oh, just get one of the ways to manage pests are with beneficial bugs, like mm-hmm. praying mantis. Oh, no. Uh, ladybug. I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not, miss. Absolutely not. Just get a praying no mantis. Way. Oh, sure. There's no, no, <sighs> no, no, ma'am. That's not going to work for me. No. And that's probably the best way to get rid of them. Did you know that ladybugs were predatory? Like they eat other bugs. They're so cute. Yes, they are. But no, I can't. I can't and I won't. I could probably do the Uh ladybugs, but I I for damn sure am not. I can't do, I can't do ladybugs either. I'm not going to unleash thousands of ladybugs into my house. It's just like. No, not into the house. No way. No, I can't. So I'm very afraid of bugs, but plant pests are different. So I, I get it, but it's it's a whole different kind of game. And I have been able to um, manage when I encounter plant pests because they're just they're just different. And I guess maybe because I'm also attached to the plants, you know, they're my little green babies. So mama's going to do whatever it takes yeah. to try to get rid of the pests so they can live. <laughs> Yeah, that makes complete sense. I'm wondering, did you notice in life, because I I feel like, and, and I'm sure, I'm assuming you feel this way too, there's definitely links and correlations between the plants and our lives and how they bloom and how we bloom and all those good 1, things. 1,000%. Yes. So as you started really kind of like saying, you know what, I don't like these damn bugs, but we gonna, we gonna, I'm going to do my best to, to take care of my babies and build and build up this confidence in myself as far as handling these bugs did you find a direct link to building up your confidence as you were like taking care of your plants to it translating to you blooming in real life or you know outside your plants yes absolutely absolutely because it like you you are honing all these different skills that you don't even realize that you are you know focus memorization um discipline and 
the confidence that I built in growing made me feel more confident as we started out in the beginning of our conversation with like putting myself out there. I felt it helped me build up that confidence too, because I wanted to talk about it and I'm like doing this thing. I'm proud of this thing. So I want to share it. So as they grow from my care, it did. It absolutely helped me grow too. Mm. Absolutely. In ways that I just never even imagined. And it all connects back to the plants. I mean, here I am on a podcast, you know, like I wasn't doing any of this before. Mm -hmm. I just started um, my plant account four years ago in 2019. Like on all of this, what I'm doing, I was not doing Mm -hmm. for, you know, five years ago. So with my plants, I have absolutely grown also. So something I'm currently journaling through right now is how sometimes just like plants, we need to uproot them. We need to relocate them sometimes, just like sometimes we need to be uprooted. We need to relocate ourselves physically, spiritually, et cetera, into like a bigger pot. You know what I mean? So that we can continue to expand. Like, how does that land for you? That is so true. Like that, like, you know, we can sometimes get stuck in that place, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't feel like, well, why, why am I not you know, moving forward more. Why am I not progressing? Because girl, you need to be repotted. You know, you need some fresh soil. You need a new place. You need to, and it's not even so much uprooting. It's giving yourself that room to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes you need the change. If I kept my plant in that same pot, it's only going to get but so big. Mm-hmm. It is going to cap out. It's going to plateau. If I don't give that that plant the room to grow, it won't. And it absolutely applies to ourselves. You have to give yourself room to grow. And sometimes that room to grow means also letting go grow go of some of the things that no longer serve you. That's dead things. Dead, dead things. Cut that girl. Let that yellow leaf go. Let, mm-hmm. It's not going to come back. <laughs> if that relationship is not healthy, let it go. Yes. Like, you know, so plants have taught me so many things, the art of letting go, the the beauty of reciprocity. You know, I water them, they give it back to me and new growth. And you really just can apply it to like everything. Mm-hmm. You know, some plants, we, we're not, meant for each other everything ain't for everybody I Mm. cannot grow a fern to (laughs) save my life you know it's not for me they are beautiful and I can admire them from afar but let's let's stop trying to make this you know square peg fit in this circle because it doesn't let's find what works for me my environment and I think when we apply those things to life, everything just kind of gets easier. Mm. You know, if you feel like you're fighting and you're swimming upstream, then maybe that job, that person, that relationship, whatever it is, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. That's a word. Like, I feel like, like, I know that there's going to be times where work is required, 
But I feel Absolutely. like if you're, constantly, if you're constantly like trying to force something and trying to right. make something happen, maybe right now it's a sign that it's not, maybe it is for you, but maybe it's not right now, or it's just not for you, period. And I feel like we, as, as, as black women, we, we want to make sure that we are not only listening to the signs, but when you get them, like, allow yourself to, 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 I guess, kind of like pull back sometimes and, and analyze yes. situations and then say, well, how can I get into this place of more flow? Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. 
It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Like maybe this thing isn't for me right now. And maybe there's something else that is for me where I don't. And I'll know because it is easier. Um, I am seeing like more fruit from my efforts. Exactly, exactly. And like you said, like there will be work. Like let's not, you know, I'm not saying when I say it's going to be easy, I don't mean like, you know, you can just lay back in the cut and everything just happens. There will be work, but there won't be struggle. And that is the difference. Mm-hmm. Like if you're struggling, you have to let it go. You have to re-examine because it it does not need to be hard. It doesn't yeah. have to be an uphill battle. And we like we used to struggle, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes there's been so much struggle it feels normal. Yeah. But it's not. It's not normal. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, you you can let go of things that are making your life hard in whatever shape or form that is. You can you can let those things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And allowing yourself to release when you do so, Camelia, yes. like, sit with whatever comes up when you do that, because even though, you know, like if you have this inner knowing like this is not for me, that doesn't mean you're not going to feel some type of way sometimes about releasing and letting go. So don't think that just because you're feeling like whatever you're feeling, that's just a part of the process sometimes. That's part of the process. Like I've killed plants. I have been completely unsuccessful with them and had to rehome them or just toss them. And of course the initial feeling is guilt, right? You feel bad. Well, guilt is a useless emotion. Mm -hmm. It is, it's like, if there's one thing that I wish we could all like unlearn is guilt. It's useless. It serves only to rob you of progress, joy, all of the good things. Mm -hmm. Let it go. And, you know, sometimes doing difficult things, it's, it's just, it's necessary. Like let that guilt go. And, you know, I'm saying it, but it's something that I have to, I continue to work on every single day. You know, I absolutely struggle with guilt and feeling bad. And I'm like, but so I should light myself on fire to keep that person warm. No, let's not Mm -hmm. do that. You know, Mm -hmm. you just got to let go of the guilt. Mm -hmm. You have to let it go. Yeah. At some point it's like, I'm going to stop bending myself into this pretzel. I'm going to stop beating myself. It's not going to change the situation. It's not. Right. If you, if you're feeling guilty, about it like I think that's a human obviously we have emotions and things like that but 1000 percent yeah but it's like okay you feel guilty and or how about this okay I feel guilty and I still know that this situation is not for me or this this thing is right I should be trying to make happen like what whatever it is that you're experiencing so it's okay to like if you're feeling guilty okay I'm feeling guilty and I know that dot 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 like you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Yeah, I do. Like, I felt like um, a lot of guilt surrounding taking time out for myself. Mm. But then with the plants, I had to take time out for myself because I had to care for these plants. Right? I didn't yeah. take time out for myself to care for my plants. 
then my plants would die. I would feel good. It would just be like a vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's another what one of the ways that these plants have really helped me grow is like taking time out for yourself is not selfish. It's just like, and I talked about this in the book and I use the analogy of when you're on the airplane, they don't tell you, put your neighbor's mask on first. If the plane (laughs) goes down, put your mask on first, Mm -hmm. because when you help yourself first, right. And you are being good to yourself and you are giving yourself the things that you need, then you are better able to be good and give other people the things that they need. Because it's like, if you are just giving it all away and you got nothing left for yourself, you're not going to have anything left for anyone else either. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely, I think, imperative that particularly Black women Mm-hmm. We care for ourselves. Yes. We have to put ourselves first and do that self care. And it, it has to be also, it's got to be more, y'all. Come on now, sis. It's got to be more than the hair and the nails. Like some real self care, you know? Like really just sitting and spending time with yourself. And that's one of the other things that the, these plants have done. I love to go visit my favorite nursery or go take myself on dates to the botanical garden and just, you know, date yourself. Yes. Like you would anybody else. That's the season that I'm in. Literally, I was journaling about that this morning, hand to God. I was literally journaling about that. Like, what are some ways that I can, in this season, love myself? What are some ways I can show up for myself? What are some things that I can do to have, because I'm single. So what are some things that I can do to get those, I guess, feelings or that care um, that I would love for someone else to to give me when I'm- Right, give it to yourself, right? We don't have to wait I mean, sure, of course, it's nice for to receive it from someone else, but we can yeah. also give it to ourselves. Yes. You know, that kindness, that grace, that pampering, that attention. Why shouldn't we be giving that to ourselves, regardless of what your relationship status is, right? I don't, I, I, I don't know why we wait. You don't have to wait. You don't have to no. wait. You can give it to yourself. And I think that, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. When you do give it to yourself, I think you put yourself in such a like a happier, more open place. And then weirdly, it's like it, it, it's like a gravitational pull, right? It's like you're feeling good. And this is what you now start attracting. Yes. You know, right? That's the, it's like the energy that you're putting into yourself. You start putting it out and then it comes back to you. Yes. That's what I believe. I feel like, or I, what I believe is that these things that I'm doing for myself, I am showing the world basically uh, yes. how I deserve to be treated. And when I exactly. do things, it's making space for someone then to come into my life and do it as well. That's what exactly I that, that you, you, that you said it succinctly that that's exactly it. Yeah. That's right. It's like when you're being good to yourself, you are teaching, you are showing yeah. and you're also teaching yourself like this is what I want Mm -hmm. this is the care that I want this is the care that I deserve when I am babying these plants and making sure they're hydrated it's like 
okay, well, when's the last time you had a glass of water? You know, like, <laughs> so it's like, it, they, they teach you. I've learned so much from them and I'm hoping that um, somebody will pick up my book and feel encouraged to, you know, it's, it's so much more than just caring for plants. I really want people to care for themselves, you know, yes. like really get into it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I want to, I want to walk it back just a second because I feel in my spirit, I need to say this. I was going to say it before, um, but I don't want to forget when we were talking about guilt. I just want to say this one last thing um, for whoever this message is for, but if you're in a place right now where you're feeling guilt in, you know, we've already talked about that, but one thing you might want to ask yourself that may help you or just kind of help you progress a little bit, you know, in, in your self-awareness or your journey is like, as you're feeling this guilt, what it, what is this guilt keeping me from? Like, what yes. is this, yeah, what in place, like, Ooh. as I'm feeling this guilt and making all this room for these feelings of guilt, like, what is that taking me away from? What is that yes. from? What is that, what is that keeping me away from? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yes, I do. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I felt like I needed to say that for some reason, but right. Yeah. And if you, if you start asking yourself that more, when you start having those feelings of guilt, you, I think will become really begin to recognize how damaging guilt can be, you yeah. know, like allowing yourself to give into it and, like you said, it stopped you from doing something, feeling something, engaging in some way. Like it really is um, a useless emotion because when you feel guilt and you allow it to stop you from doing something like you're not made better, you know, like it's not like, okay, I feel guilty, so I'm not going to take that time for myself. Mm -hmm. But what, whatever time you then give to the other person or thing or obligation, it, like that is not necessarily made better by you giving that time that you should have given to the other thing that you really wanted to do. Because are you really 100% there? Yeah. And the other thing, are you fully present? Are you giving your best? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't serve any, it doesn't serve you, and it doesn't serve the other thing that you feel like you have to do because you're not going to go into it with that same enthusiasm and spirit, and you know it's not going to you're not going to get the same result. So you know we really do have to examine that, like you said, ask yourself. What are you not doing because of that guilt? Yeah. What is it keeping you away from? I love that. Yep. Um, let's look at the time. Oh, see, these conversations go way <laughs> fast. I still have all the questions. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to try to only, I'm trying to pull out the whatever. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts on morning routines. And I, I, I'm pretty sure you talk about this a little bit in the book. Um, how powerful. I do. You do. Okay. So how powerful are morning routines for black women and how can we begin to design, to design one? Like if there's someone listening that hasn't really started crafting or cult curating a, a routine that works for them, like what would you say might be some, some steps they might consider? 
morning routines are huge. Mm -hmm. They are huge because, you know, before you get your whole day started and before you're doing all of the things for all of the people, take that time in the morning, even if it's just 15 small minutes. Like it doesn't have to be a huge, you know, like I'm waking up with the crack of dawn and I'm doing all of the things. And, you know, by the time seven o'clock rolls around, I've already done. It doesn't even, it's not like that you're easy. in the army. We do more by, right. what is it, by 5 a.m. <laughs> and most people do all day or whatever the heck. Exactly. <laughs> it, it is not that deep. And I think that when, when a morning routine is pitched that way, it can feel overwhelming yeah. and it can feel like something you will never be able to do. Like it never have in your life because it's just too big right start start that start it small start your morning routine small even if it's just like you'll get up a few minutes earlier than everybody else or maybe they are already up but you're going to carve out some quiet time somewhere in another room where what I do like to do are uh, morning pages well, you just kind of journal a little bit in the morning. Just get those initial thoughts out of your head that are going to like just run through the day, what you'd like to do. I love writing to-dos, my to-do list. That's like my thing. And, you know, I talk about that. that make sure, stuff, right? It's yes. Like- yep. <laughs> so it's like, make sure you're on your to-do list yeah. with a few minutes in the morning. Have your quiet cup of coffee. Go sit in a corner where nobody talks to you. If it's not coffee, have your tea. Maybe you don't drink coffee or tea. Start with some warm lemon water, just some warm. I like to start with a warm liquid Mm -hmm. and just spend 10 minutes alone with yourself. Yes. And you can build upon that. Like you can expand it later on as you go. But I think that it's very important just to start start small if you need to because like you know everybody's lives and situations are different and to imagine like this big morning routine might just feel like it's not something you can work in but if you just take that little small baby step Mm -hmm. and you carve out 15 minutes in the morning where it's really just you by yourself doing something for yourself not for anybody or anything, just for you. Mm-hmm. And if you just, what did they say? It takes like 21 times to make something a habit. Mm-hmm. So if you just like really commit to that, like three weeks, right? Next thing you know, that's just your usual thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I think just start small. I think it's really important to have that morning routine before the whole day gets away and you didn't take any time with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should spend time with ourselves every day. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And speaking of starting small, as we kind of start to wrap up here, um, I'm someone that goes all in. (laughs) You already know where this is going. I can really, I can really. And I suffer the consequence every damn time because the plants be dying. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy these 50, 55 plants. And I just have these delusions of grandeur in my mind. It's a wonder that I the plants it. I have right now are still alive. But I what I was going to say for someone like that's like myself um, or someone that's 
wants to kind of like dip their toes in, do you recommend they just go out and buy all the plants? Like they're like, okay, this month my discretionary spending is, I don't know, $700. So I'm going to spend $500. Real green, I would love that. Okay, listen, my discretionary spending is $1,500 this month. So I'm going to just, look, the number just keeps going higher and higher. It just keeps going up. Okay, I'm with you though. I like this fantasy. Yes, fantasy. So do you recommend they go out and just buy all the plants? I do not. (laughs) And I'm with you. I am a head first dive all in, do all the things immediately. But I do not recommend that. I recommend starting very small, like three at the most, because it's very hard just to buy one plant. Because oh. they're like they're like potato chips, right? Yes. Start with your very reliable beauties, right? Mm-hmm. They they're called common, but they're they're called common because they they're easily domesticated to your like home, not tropical growing environment. I love Neopathos. Mm. There are so many variety within that family. And I have so many different kinds. You got the Marble Queen, the Golden, the, the Cebu Blue. I mean, it's not a boring plant, even though it's common and easily domesticated. So mm. I would absolutely recommend the Pathos family. I am a stone cold sucker for ZZ plants. They even have a black version. I mean, and when I say black, it, the plant is literally black. And it is gorgeous. It's like, I love a ZZ plant. They have, um, they're not rhizomes. They not they are rhizomes, excuse me. Their roots are rhizomes. And they're mm-hmm. like this bulb, like ginger, ginger root that we eat. Oh. That is what the ZZ plant's roots look like. And they okay. hold water. Yeah. So they can literally be watered like, once every three weeks, once every four weeks, but they do need light. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, for, there's no plant that can grow in a windowless bathroom. I also love a monstera. I think monsteras are showers and growers, you know. Mm. So <laughs> start with those reliable. As you get deeper into it, you'll see that, you know, people like to slap on the label of rare, pay no attention to that. Just go for the common plants because they may be common as far as their commercial availability, but they are stunningly beautiful. They very easily acclimate to household environments and they'll give you the confidence that you need to then go out and get the 50, 30, 70, you know. <laughs> it really fill your place, but just like get your, get your growing legs grow, going first and build your confidence with those babies. I love that. Why does he, I have a ZZ plant. Why do, why do they grow so slow? Well, they grow so slowly because they are marketed as low light plants. There is no such thing as a low light plant. Give that plant all the light that you can mm-hmm. move it to a brighter location. And then they, they are, they'll grow much faster than they typically do grow. Cause I, and I did it too. When I first got it, because everything says low light, right? They're like, you know, oh, this plant thrives on neglect. Nothing, nothing that is alive thrives on neglect. Nothing. <laughs> but these plant sellers, it's a trap. You know, they want you to, to, to kill the plant so that you have to go buy more plants. Mm. So my, my ZZ plants all are under like grow lights. They're in very bright. This one is in the east facing window. Mm. Oh, that's another thing that you can really do. 
Yeah. So when you are entering the house plant world, right? Map your light because all light is not created equal. I like to take the compass out on my phone. Southern light is going to be your brightest. That mm-hmm. that's like the the Cadillac of light. And if you are blessed to live in a place that gets a ton of southern light, you're going to be able to grow all the things. You might not have it. I have mostly northern light, which is the lowest lighting condition. Mm-hmm. But there's still so many plants that can do their thing in northern light, like monsteras, um, zizi plants. I have a lot of pathos. So you map out your light in that. Uh, once you know those different lighting conditions, and you know, mm-hmm. and I talk about that a lot in the book, like the different intensity levels, then you can know what plants to bring in and that you're going to succeed with. Because mm-hmm. the goal is success, right? Yeah. Every plant is not for everybody. And it's not you, it is your, your environment. And I think once you um, recognize that and get what works for you, everybody can be successful in keeping houseplants. Hmm. I love that. I think, I think this, this window where I am is where I have most of my, I only have a few plants maybe because I've killed so many, but I think this window is, I think this window is East facing if I'm not mistaken. That's good light too. That's very good light. So that's going to be um, your very bright sun in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's in the and morning. then and yeah, then the afternoon it'll be lower, like indirect, but it's still very good light. Okay, that's very good light. Okay, plants. You see, I'm, I mean, I'm... it's all good light, but just some stuff like you can't have a bunch of. I have northern facing windows. I can't have a ton of succulents because succulents need that good bright southern light. Unless you know, I pop grow lights, which I do. Mm-hmm. All, almost all the light bulbs in my house have been replaced with full spectrum bulbs so it might be raining outside but it's always sunny in here (laughs) (laughs) that's how it goes (laughs) i love that how many plants do you have oh approximately i have a rule it is called plausible deniability (laughs) i have no idea no idea how many plants I have because I refuse to count. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it a lot? Maybe. A lot. Who's but it all depends on who you're talking to, right? I was like, who's, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? What's a lot? I will say, and now I'm about to bring us off on another tangent. I won't yeah. go. I won't. I won't. It's not too much, but it is enough. Mm-hmm. I am at a place in my collection where I feel like I have enough plants. Okay. And I can handle caring for them. Yeah. Like I, I, I have to, uh, there was a time where I had many more. Mm-hmm. I got to respect my own limitations. because I cannot mm-hmm. spend 24 seven with my plants. Right. So that, that was also a, a period of growth and learning for me. I like that. I can't have as much as I would like to, I can't have all the plants. It's just because you have this inner knowing of, okay, this is my plant piece right here. This I, is I it. This is, this is where it yep. is. Right now. This and is I'm, where it is. Yeah. This is it. Yep. See, I'm not in my plant piece yet. So I know I have room for more um, plants. You, yes, not, you have. Yeah. Yes. You're not there yet. You yeah. definitely can add some more 
thousand percent. Yes, look at you, <laughs> look at you being a pusher and enabler. Yes, yes Brie, yes. this is what I'm hearing yes. in my brain. What you had said is, yes, Brie, after we stop talking on this <laughs> interview, go out and buy some more go plants today. That's what I heard. More plant. This is what I'm saying. Yes. Go out today yes. and get some more plants. See? See, I'm glad that my message was received. It, yes. I, I was picking I was picking up what you laid down in my spirit. You was picking up what I laid down, right? Yeah, yes. Exactly. I heard you in my spirit. Not even my spirit. Exactly. My spirit. I heard in your you. spirit. Exactly. In, spirit. in your soul. In your soul. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. Um, gosh, still so many questions, but I know we need to wrap up. So I guess my last question would be. Um, we talked about disposable income and how we have all the coins to go out and do all the plants, but they may not be the best thing right now. So yes, exactly. In our lives. Um, I guess I would say plant care, just like uh, self-care, it can come with like challenges and setbacks. Um, how do you recommend, like the, the women that are going to read this book, which I highly recommend they go out and get this book. Um, how do you recommend that the listeners or the readers navigate those moments of uh, difficulty in our lives or in our plant lives too, or like that stagnation? How do we navigate that? Receive the lesson. There's always a lesson. Receive it. It's like you have to, in your failures, recognize that there's something to learn from it, right? And take that lesson and apply it to the next time. When you're trying again, like never, never let the lack of success make you not continue to try and get not to, you know, be punny here, but keep growing, right? Mm -hmm. You have to keep growing. You got to receive the lesson. What did you learn? What did not work? Don't do that again. And there were, even though you may not have succeeded, something did work, right? So take that part and apply it to when you try it again but mm. do keep going keep going keep growing and that's yeah. it i love that so we're gonna go there's gonna be some failures <laughs> yeah it's like if you're alive you done failed at something exactly exactly in the last 24 hours <laughs> and it's playing. it's all part it's all part of succeeding though right mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. Just continue going, continue going, get that lesson. I love that. Get the lesson and keep going because I know a lot of times, or I'm raising my hand to this, the older version of Brie would want to just tear herself down, beat herself Absolutely. Down. All the negative self-talk, yes. you know, and the fear of trying it again. And it's like, we, we have to let it all go. Receive the lesson. And keep going, keep growing, move on. You know, don't don't let it stop you. Don't let it get you stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So again, your book, Happy Plants, Happy You. I'm holding Yay! it up. I know the listener cannot see this, but the, like I said, this book is absolutely gorgeous. If someone wants to buy your book, if they want to connect with you, tell us all the ways that we can support your work, Keneally. How can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I'm on, I'm on all of the platforms. You can connect with me there. 
And you can find the book on Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold, it's available for pre-order now. And it hits the shelves coming to your local bookstore on September 5th. So very soon, very soon. How and I'm really excited, yeah, for everybody to see this book. Yeah, by the time this episode goes live, like I had mentioned before, your book will have yep. just been kind of like coming out. So y'all, we really need to make sure that we are supporting the the Black women that are pouring into us and supporting us. So please, if, if you have the means to do so and you are like, I, I want to start this plant journey or I want to continue this plant journey, or it may not even necessarily, quote unquote, just be about the plants, but I right. want to just learn more about how to personally bloom as well this is definitely one of the books you want to have in your collection i promise you i promise you it's beautiful it's all about the intersection of plant care and self-care that's yeah. what you know there's so many lessons we can learn from our plants how to care for ourselves better absolutely absolutely well i want to thank you so much for just gracing us or gracing me uh, with your time today. This is, has been a really fun conversation. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Did you have any last words as we wrap up and we take it on home? <laughs> I, the, as you said, buy a plant today. I encourage you. If you are listening, go on out and treat yourself to a green girl today. Yes. Do not delay. <laughs> Listen, you have, so you heard it here. You, you okay. heard it here. You heard it here. Start with something small. Get a little snake plant. Get a little pothos. Get a little something, something. Right? Treat yourself be, today. Be, treat yourself today. Yes. You deserve it. And that 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 right there, that little plant baby, that's going to start your morning care. That's going to start your morning routine. You're going to get up. You're going to check on that plant. And you're going to check on yourself every day. That's how it begins. So don't delay. Do it today. Mm, now you heard it here. You heard it here first. It wasn't me that said it. It was Camille that said it. So I'm not the enabler. She is enabling you today to go out there, right? Like as soon as you finish listening to this episode, go get a plant. Period. Exactly. Period. Exactly. And I want you to post Period. a picture of that plant that you bought. And tag me. And tag me. Tag plant blurred. I want to yes. see them. I want to see these new babies. Yes. I love it. All right. So you have your marching orders. You have your assignment. Go get a plant today. Don't forget to order your copy of Camille's book, Happy Plants, Happy You. And yeah, that's it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I want to thank you so much again for, for being a guest, being up in thank our Thank you so space. much for having me. Oh, always, oh, always, like we've talked a million times, always a pleasure. <laughs> It is definitely a pleasure and you have touched my spirit and I know that you have touched uh, the spirits of the other women that are listening or will listen to this podcast episode when it is released. So I thank you for sharing yourself, sharing your gifts with us today on the podcast. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Bree. You are so welcome. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and pressing play. I know that your spirit was nourished today as you sat with us listening in. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. I will see you next Monday on the pod. In the meantime, have a blessed week and um, I will see you next Monday. Take care.